tell you, I've been going hard for 24 weeks in here, but not that hard. And I'm out of and coach, get me out right now. So hallelujah. I'm a sweaty mess right now. So I love you guys, but please don't touch me afterwards. All right. Cause it is not going to be pleasant. Hallelujah. Mm. Okay. Just to keep us on our toes with the start of a new school year. Here we go. The quickest distance between two points is a straight line. There you go. Perfect. Some of you, that's all you're going to remember for the rest of our time together today. That's okay, though. Hopefully, this will help you remember the promise of God that we have today. We've learned that, right? The quickest distance, shortest distance between two points is a, a straight line. And here's what I want you to catch today as we look at another promise of God. God knows what your future holds, and he's got a path mapped out. For every one of us in this room, for you, Brittany, for all of us in this room, he has a plan and he already knows where he wants to take us. Will we go with him? How many of you remember the days of the old paper maps that when you set out on a trip, come on, Matt, you pull that old map out. You never could fold it back correctly, could you? And you just, some of you lost your religion back in the day, just kind of crumbled because you couldn't fold it. But some of you would map it out. You'd grab a highlighter or a pen or something. Would you not? Some of you even mapped out stops. This is back before Bucky's. How many of you remember the Union 76 truck stops? Oh, man, you'd get a rash just walking in there. You remember that? Awful. <laughs> The, talk about the original viruses walking some of those truck stops on those family trips back in the day, right? We'd map it out. And, and for the most part, you would stick to that. But every once in a while, I'm just guessing some of you say, you know what? Let's just be a little adventurous. Let's just kind of take this. There's this, 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 this route is not mapped out as bold or brightly colored, but it looks like a route. And you would take that sometimes only to find yourself in a pickle. You know, road closed or you're lost, dazed and confused and there's no, you know, rest stop and what have you. But you thought you had a better way. You were adventurous. You explored. You thought you had it only to find out, whoa, bad decision. Am I talking to anybody right now? I want you to understand something today. God wants all of you to, to walk in the fullness of the life that he created you for. He, he wants your marriages to be off the charts. He wants your kids to, to, to be great kids. And, and, and not necessarily what the world says is great, but he's got a great plan and future for your kids mapped out. He, he wants all of us to, to pursue him and grow in this thing called godliness. He has that. He wants that. For, listen, you need, God is, is for you. And he wants you to, to walk in the life that you were created to live. The problem is we sometimes take some detours, do we not? Come on. Anybody ever taken a detour in life apart from God's plan? Come on. Yeah. All right. Good. The rest of you are lying about it, but that's okay. First day back and you got to get used to it. Right? I, uh, I played college baseball. I know it's hard for you to imagine, you know, and the fact that the pre-service announcements, the guys talked about cheerleading, that maybe I did that, or lacrosse, or water polo. Yeah, something like that. But I played baseball, and last week, Pastor Chach and the worship team reminded you that I had a big birthday, and they showed an, an ugly, gnarly picture. L listen, I had a great freshman year, my freshman year in, in college, but the sophomore, I got eat up with something. 
called the sophomore slump. <laughs> oh man, what, 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 what once looked like a promising, budding young career, whoa, reality set in. It was a hard year. Um, and, and, and I just struggled on so many different levels. And, and, and looking back at it, I, I begin to map out some of the things that I faced. Now, now I, Angie was a part of my life. She was not a part of the struggle. She was a blessing. Come on, how many of you men have a, a wife that is a blessing to you? Amen. If you're looking for a wife, a blessing, come see me. And um, we're starting a new text to 1910. We got you.com, okay? And so anyway... Um, but Angie was not a part of it, but, but what I began to, in the midst of a, of a, of a, of a, a baseball season where I was struggling, I could not hit my way out of a wet paper bag compounded with some family things happening in my life between my mom and my dad, um, struggling with, with grades, you know, and Angie's like, you have to do your own work. I don't, I don't understand that. I'm an athlete, you know? <laughs> just joke. I just, yeah, you can't, I made assumptions. I apologize. Strike that from the recording. I just was struggling. Now, I don't know about you when you struggle, but, but, but here's what I did. My, my default is for me, I'm just going to work harder. I'm going to strive more. I, 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 I can't hit, so I'm going to put more time in, in the batting cage. Uh, I've got a test coming up. It might be good for me to look at some of those notes that Angie took for me in class. <laughs> and I just begin to work hard. Am I talking to anybody right now that when you found yourself in a difficult time, we're taught, and maybe we're just, hey, listen, you know, you just got to hunker down, bro. Let's go. Strive harder, work harder. I played in the outfield. And so as an outfielder, a lot of times you have a lot of time to think. And that was a problem for me because I would think about all those things. I had in, in my hat, I would write verses of scripture in the bill of my hat just to pull it off and remind myself of, of, of what was happening, you know? And one of those verses is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through, through my own effort and ability. No, I can do all things through Christ who's gonna strengthen me. And, and there was another verse that, that became very big for me during that season. And it's a verse that really has become my life verse since that season of my life. And it's the promise of God that I want to share with you today. We're in a series called Promises. Because in a day and a time in which I just, I don't know about you, but I struggle. Not, who do you believe? Who do you listen to? Who, 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 who is telling the truth? I've just found that there is a standard. There is a cornerstone for us to go back and look at. And the promises of God oftentimes help me through some of the life's most difficult situations. Are you with me today? Hallelujah. You're with me, right? And so I want to share one of those promises with you today. It's found in the book of Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six. The word of the Lord says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him. A lot of translations say acknowledge him. In all your ways, submit or acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. You know, we live in, in, in a world where, where trust must be earned and, and it seems like it's in short supply today. And so when King Solomon writes these words to us in Proverbs chapter three, he is sharing with us, I believe, a great place for us to start placing our trust. 
You see, for some of you watching online or in person right now, you might find yourself in, in a difficult time of life. You're struggling. You're, 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 you're trying to figure out, hey, what, how long are we going to stay in this? Or when are we going to break through? Or what? And, and we're just like that. It's, it can be uh, um, frustrating to figure it out sometimes, not? So, so I love this word from from. Proverbs that Solomon gives us because I think if we will listen to the word of God and live it out, don't be hearers of the word only, but be doers of the word. If we will apply this to our lives, I just can't help but think your perspective on your world right now might shift a little bit. Are you guys okay with that today? Or would you want me to come up with something else? Anybody need some help today? Solomon gives us some things here that I want to unpack this week with you real quickly, that I believe that, that if we can learn these things, live these out, just can't help but think that our perspective of the world around us might shift a little bit. He starts by saying, trust in the Lord. You know, when you trust in something, that, that, that means that you are placing your security in that thing. And reality is all of us trust in something, do we not? Some of you trust in your own ability or you trust in your own knowledge. Some of you are trusting in your, your bank account or your portfolio. Some of you are trusting in, in your history and what you know and what you've learned and where you're at. And does it not just seem that a lot of that stuff now is just kind of poof, it's disintegrated and we're coming up with the new normal. You trust in something. You, you are placing all your chips, you're pushing them towards something on the table of life. You are counting on it. What are you trusting in right now? Who, who is that thing? Who, who do you trust when you listen? Who do you listen to? What, what is that entity that you're looking to? Is it the who? Is it the Dr. Seuss? Who are you looking to? What are you trusting in? That word trust here in, in Proverbs, in the Hebrew language, it literally means to be without a care. So check it, Solomon, the wisest man in the world, is saying, listen, I wanna share something with you that will let you live life without a care. Come on, who does not want some of that? If you will trust in the Lord. He didn't just in it, just trust. No, no, no. Because you know what happens? We trust in things that are faulty and shifting. We trust in our own pride, our ability, skill sets, our family, our loved ones, our friends. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. But Solomon here says, listen, what I have come to discover is for you to live a carefree, worry-free, for those anxieties of life to be lessened in you. I want to encourage you to do something. Trust in the Lord. You see, for some of you today, your life can shift this very moment if you would do just that. You're trusting in something, but have you trusted in the Lord? Have you really said yes to Jesus and given him your life? Have you given up and given him complete control? We're gonna talk about that in just a second. But Solomon says to trust in the Lord. 
And then he, he adds just with all your heart. Listen, when you read heart in the Bible, the, the Bible looks at our heart as the control center of your life. Much like Houston becomes control center for any rocket ship that goes up into outer space. There is a control center the Bible knows of your life and it's your heart. And it talks, you hear things like where, wherever your heart is, that wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. We read about the heart a lot. It's the control center of your life. Solomon is saying, trust in the Lord with all your heart. So my question is, what are you looking to? What are you trusting in today? And if I could encourage you much like Solomon would, I would encourage you with these words, surrender your life to God because he knows some stuff. He does. He says, not only should you trust in the Lord with all your heart, you also must do something else. You need to lean not on your own understanding. You know what that means? It means that we literally need to pursue God's will for our lives. And in doing so, we will be living the life that God created us for. The problem is this. We think highly of ourselves today, do we not? And we place so much tremendous trust and hope and confidence in, 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 in various authorities above us. And, and there is not necessarily anything wrong with that. But my fear is that we have elevated humans above the creator of those very humans. The one who created human beings and said, he knows some stuff and he has a plan for you. And what are you? He says, you better be careful not to lean on other things, Solomon would say. Lean not on your own understanding. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever in the history of your lifetime made a poor decision? No, that was a bad one right there, sir. Yeah. Let me ask you this. How many of you at some point in your life, maybe uh, growing up, said, you know what? My parents are the authorities and, you know, they have a lot of credentials and stuff. But, you know, in this particular situation, I think that I probably know a little bit better than them. I'm 12. <laughs> and I know some stuff. Life experience. We probably all have struggled at some point in our life with leaning on us, have we not? And I'm not saying that that's all bad. I think God has given us a mind and reason and he's, he's grown us and you've had some experience. I'm not saying that, that you're all wrong, but I'm just telling you something. Well, let me just tell you what the Bible would say. You need to be careful because oftentimes when we trust in ourselves, when we trust in our own knowledge, listen, we might not have what we need to get us through what we're facing in life. In fact, look what Jeremiah 17, 9 would tell us about the problem with us just trusting our heart would be. He would say this, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things. Oh, wow. Could you be a little bit more clear? The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Oh, who really knows how bad it is? Now listen, I know that all of us probably think that we're pretty awesome, but we have a limited understanding at some level, do we not? 
And that's why I love in Proverbs chapter 16, it says, there is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. You see, sometimes our understanding or us just trying to work harder or strive more or try to pull ourselves up out of the the, the, the situation we're in, it can lead us towards a path of destruction, can it not? You know, I think I could do this and there's really not going to be any harm. I know everybody involved and you know what, I'll, I, I think I can be strong and in this and stand for, only to find that it led you astray, Correct. Keep in mind that heart is the control center of your life. And if I give that heart at the beginning of this to, to the Lord and trust in him, things will, will be well. But, but if I don't, man, that human heart is deceitful. People are deceitful. Do you know that? And, and, and sometimes people can lead you astray. So sometimes good people in our lives are, 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 are not in a good place in their life. And they can offer, that's why in Proverbs 13, 20, this same book that we're looking at, Solomon would also say something like this. And students, this is a good word for you as you start a new school year. Walk with the wise and grow wise. He who walks with the wise grows wise, comma, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. Wow. Thanks for that encouragement today, Pastor Jason. People sometimes can lead us astray. Solomon's saying, listen, do not trust in your own ability. Do not trust in your own knowledge. Listen, there are gonna be some things in life, even getting from point A to point B. Listen, there's some detours and there's some mountains and there's some rivers to cross. And when times get tough, what are you gonna lean on? Follow my advice. He would say, don't lean on your own understanding because sometimes you're not right. My wife reminds me of that quite often. Just a gut check, but it's a Holy Spirit moment. He would also say to us to acknowledge the Lord, submit to the Lord. Every decision we make, Solomon is saying here, big or small, should, should be committed to God. This is what I like to call lordship. You see, I think we struggle in the church. We struggle as believers. A lot of us love the part in, 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 in the gospel where we know that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and we know that he shed his blood. Every, every part of him was given for us and without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of our sins. We hear that time. We like that, but we like Jesus saving us, finding us. We love that being restored. We struggle not with the saving aspect of Jesus, but we struggle with the lordship of Jesus. You see, when, 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 I, when I call someone Lord, that person has authority over me. We don't like that, do we? No one's going to tell me what to do. Law enforcement, pfft, can't trust you. President, pfft, quit tweeting. We, we do that. Mom and dad, you guys are just a little outdated. This is 2020, the Rona. And we got to figure this out on our own. I watched a TED talk about it. An influencer on YouTube helped me out. And we just kind of, do we not? 
We don't like people over in authority positions over us. That, that, that word submit, when I, when I read the word submit in scripture, I'm like, ooh, I just wish, I hate that word because it's been so abused in our culture today. Listen, you need not be afraid about the lordship of Jesus in your life. Remember where I started. He sees things you can't and he knows and he's got a great plan. He wants the very best for you. You can't get in the way. When you get in the way of that is when things begin to fall apart. The Lordship, I give him everything. Trust in the Lord with part of your heart. Is that what Solomon said? You know what we do with the Lord? We, we play hokey pokey with him. Put my left foot in, my left foot out. And Shay, we, we just, when things are good, I'm good with the Lord. Man, when things spiral out of control, it's like, okay, we give him the Heisman and we try to take over and adjust the situation. God wants to be Lord over every part of your life, not just part of it. He wants your whole heart, but my fear is that so many of us have just given him part of our heart. If Jesus is the Lord of your life, you are going to do what he says to do. Jeremiah chapter 17, seven and eight. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a river bank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or they're, worried, they're not worried by the long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Wouldn't you like to be that? Listen, when I, when I submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and when I let Jesus take the wheel, somebody said, bro, you, you're busting, you're giving Corey Asbury too many props. All right, let's go carry Underwood today. When I let him take over, it doesn't mean that things are always gonna be easy. It doesn't mean that I'm not gonna face some struggle or difficulties. In fact, in John 16, Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. Thank you. But he says, take heart. I've overcome it. Trees planted whose roots dig deep into streams of water, even though drought comes upon them or wind or adversity, they are rooted in the very thing that will be sustaining. Are they not? The scripture says, blessed is that person who is like that tree. Doesn't mean that things are gonna be easy. Doesn't mean that there's not gonna be some adversity. But it means that God is with us in the midst of them. So when I trust in the Lord with all my heart, when I lean not on my own understanding, when I acknowledge him, what's the promise? He makes the paths straight. Don't you want to take the shortest distance on this road of life? Don't you want to stay in the middle of the road with Jesus? Don't you prefer to stay out of the ditches on this journey? The promise of God is this. If you'll trust in me, if you will lean not on yourself, if you will acknowledge me, meaning making me Lord in control of you, I will make the path straight. 
And you know we have someone to help us on this journey. In fact, Jesus promised that he would send this helper to be with us. You see, you can live the life that Christ has called you for. You can fulfill God's plan for your life, but it is gonna be dependent upon you allowing the helper to help you. Come on, do you, don't you like a helper? No, I like to do it myself. Okay, that's cool. But you're gonna need somebody at some point in your life. We like to talk about Jesus and we like to talk about God and well, let's just let this one that both Jesus and God said would come and help us. Let's let him help us. Let's let the Holy Spirit guide us. Believer, you possess him within you. He's there. And you can live the life that God has ordained for you. You can stay out of the ditch. You can make it from point A to point B, but it will be dependent upon how much you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. God knows what's best for you. He sees things that we can't see. He knows what your tomorrow holds. So the question today is, if he said it, will you believe it? If he said it, will you believe what he said? I believe that your best route in life is the one in which you're letting God take Father, I pray that right now we would allow you to do what you want to do. Father, we would allow you to take control of us.